0: I hope you're strapped in and strapped on. Social media is the new
1: rom-com. We'll always have to make up and everyone ends up as friends. And everyone also gets like expertly paired off.
0: It's how many pictures did you take to get that picture to look like you're having fun?
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to Sexistentialist. Uh, Today I'm here with a special guest from the And I Wondered podcast. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. We will get to that later. Um, but uh, Samantha Jones, thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, and I Wondered is a Sex in the City-centered podcast um, that covers all of the big life and adulting questions that um, Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw kind of poses to us, the viewer. And so today it feels appropriate to talk a little bit about Sex in the City, but to mostly talk about media and its um, impact on dating, relationships, and sex um, as we consume, um, how they're portrayed in in different things.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting going back from Sex and the City and looking at these and I wondered questions 20 years later and seeing how those stand up and just like how media has aged with today. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Which there is a, a shockingly big... Time jump between even the final season of Sex and the City and today, a lot has changed in the way that we talk about society and culture, and and frankly ourselves.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that would not fly today. So you're kind of just <laughs> cringing sometimes. But I think that's for a lot of the media and just you know growing up with rom coms or Disney. You're like, oh, that's why did we like like that and think that was okay <laughs> yeah there's
1: a lot there's a lot of that. I think even now that's a conversation um surrounding like stand-up comedy too um not that we need to get into that but yeah totally like uh why wow, one really thought that was funny as a kid because it was at the time quote-unquote appropriate to talk about something in, in this way or using this language but also like yikes like how did I survive having internalized that language or like that perspective
0: yeah and it's it's like how are any of us normal now and like we're working to undo everything that was (laughs) learned growing up
1: literally yeah no i feel like um a lot of uh what i witnessed in tv and movie um like eight thousand percent shaped um how i just interact with other people um But okay, before we get too into the bulk of the conversation, um, as you know, I like to have my guests do a little bit of an anecdotal introduction. So I would love for you um, to share with the audience kind of a fun dating relationship, sex story um, about you that you think is characteristic of of who you are as a person, or frankly, is just embarrassing and fun to share. (laughs)
0: So I thought of this one time um, for a date because I also think there was a lesson in it. Um, But I went on a date with this guy and I, I am lightweight. I can't handle a lot of alcohol. And at some point I got way too drunk ran to the bathroom, was throwing up, and basically just left him at the restaurant. (laughs) Uh, And was like, okay, I got to go. Bye. And just kind of left him with all the food and everything. I don't think I offered much of an explanation. And that felt very true to like dating in your early 20s. (laughs) But what I remember most is I remember not feeling that into him but I felt like because I had been a disaster on the date, I owed him a second date. And so that was interesting because I was like, I know I don't like you. Why do I feel like I owe you this? But I think I went out with him one more time just because I felt bad because I left him on the first date. <laughs> so you, ac-
1: you did say, hey, I'm sorry, I have to go. So that was very nice of you but what did he say did he check up on you like how did it go between the first and, and second date
0: I think he was like hey are you okay did you get home okay and like he was like really nice about it really cool and like did want to go out again but I just remember being like oh I have to go out with you again because <laughs> I just ditched you <laughs> the
1: do people ever tell you that you're too nice because I definitely get told that a lot and it, this feels a bit like a
0: too nice move. I am such a people pleaser. I hate confrontation <laughs> like I would like I would rather have an allergic reaction and have to go to the hospital than like send a dish back at a restaurant or something. Like I can't handle <laughs> yeah. any sort of conflict. <laughs>
1: No, I totally get that. There's so many things I'd rather do than send a dish back, and I my mother will happily send a dish back, which power to her, I guess. Um, but no, that that kind of stuff makes me cringe. So I feel like, um, I feel like that resonates um, with me. Um, and also, like I would rather like awkwardly ha- like continue to every two months make time for like a weird date with someone than to be like I'm not that into you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, like, I would rather not send the text that I don't like you and just, like, keep hanging out with you. Yeah,
1: no, totally. Uh, I I definitely don't approve of ghosting because I'm, I'm all for, like, open and honest communication. But, like, ghosting is – I mean, I've done it. Definitely, because it's just easier than being, like, I'm sorry I'm not into you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a lightweight Um so I 100% understand the dilemma of like, oh, I've had three drinks and now I'm em- embarrassingly sick. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Know a little bit about you before we dive in. So we were talking a bit about um, content that came out when we were younger. So like late 90s, early 2000s um, and and onward, I guess. I mean, even frankly, like films that came out 10 years ago, I feel like were are nuts, but um Are there any examples of um, film and TV that you remember impacting you specifically, Um, like movies or or characters and TV shows that molded the way that you thought about relationships?
0: I mean, I think from a very young age, you have like that Disney perspective, that Fringe Charming is going to come and save you. So I think we kind of grow up with that. And then straight from there, I think we kind of got into the era of rom-coms. And I actually – I was sick the other week and I ended up watching – it was called Something Borrowed. It was Kate Hudson and someone else. Yeah, I'm very familiar. (laughs) (laughs) It was the first time I had seen it and I was like, this is a horrible movie. Just like – yeah. What is telling you to do? Like, it's okay to like sleep with your best friend's fiance. And it kind of reminded me just of this notion that during this era, I think we saw so much bad behavior from people in rom-coms, but it was like, oh, it's fine because it always works out and everyone's still friends and happy in the end and that's not real life
1: no like the idea of burning bridges did not exist um in film and tv because people always have to make up and everyone ends up as friends and everyone also gets like expertly paired off so even if different people were in a relationship at the beginning of the movie um then by the end even if they've all fallen in love with someone new and different they all like have their perfect person which is also definitely not how it goes
0: like that's someone is going to be devastated in this scenario, and that's that's it. Like that's all there is to it. No one's like it's not like oh we just yeah. shuffled partners and everyone has their happily ever after now. Totally.
1: Um, I feel like too it was um, also something borrowed is um, like definitely in that vein. Uh, I rewatched it during like peak lockdown days so um i remember it very vividly i'd seen it i saw it in theaters when it came out um okay. with my mom because my mom loves movies and um would take me to see all of them um, i feel like um the julia roberts um series of rom-coms to the like um Notting hill pretty woman runaway bride um all of them where she's like just damaged enough, do you know what I mean? Like has a has a like tragic kind of backstory to an extent um that makes her as an individual like quote unquote broken and then um is like tragic in an endearing way. And I feel like that she masters in those movies like like the Edward Edward Cullen brood do you know what I mean where it's like someone who's like edgy but like in a way that makes you want to like check up on them and like learn their deep dark secret and I feel like I wanted to be as edgy and brooding as um as possible because that's how Julia Roberts um managed to like get men in addition to being like beautiful and witty but (laughs) also just very like tragic
0: yeah yeah It's kind of so wrong with this notion that you can be broken and someone will fix you. Someone will be into it enough to fix you. You you don't have to worry about like doing the work yourself.
1: Yeah. And it's also like, okay, once once a – in this case, a man finds me and loves me, then um, my sadness will go away, which for people with mental illness, like that is very (laughs) misleading. Yeah. I'm an anxious person. I'm still super fucking anxious, even though I'm in a long-term relationship. But yeah. movies told me I was going to be cured.
0: It'll all go away. Yeah.
1: It'll be fine. I won't have an anxiety disorder if I fall in love. Yeah. Um, I am also currently comfort rewatching Grey's Anatomy, um, meaning that I needed a show to put on randomly when I do stuff but I didn't want it to be difficult for me to watch um and so I picked Grey's Anatomy which I have been watching since it aired with my mom I watched it every week on Thursday nights and then um have been watching it you know for the last several years since I haven't lived with my mother but she texts me every week to see if (sighs) I watched it um which is cute but I'm often mm-hmm. very behind because um, I'm, you know, in a binge generation. So I like to stock them up and then watch them all at once. Yeah. Um, but the way that the that any relationship um, exists in that show is baffling. I find that, like, one of the things that uh, blows my mind and that I really worry that I have internalized is that in the show, have you seen Grace Anatomy at all before I start using mm-hmm. all the characters? I've seen the okay. beginning seasons. Okay, yeah, so before I um I'll, I won't I won't give any spoilers for folks listening, but um the two well, so Meredith is the main character. I feel like Christina and Meredith just have this super um like give, give give, uh not give sorry take 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 interaction where they're just constantly dumping onto each other without actually like helping each other that much in like productive ways. Um, and, like, I'm – as an adult rewatching that, I'm, like, I was watching these interactions as a kid and being, like, that's friendship. So, like, what does that say about me now as an adult in in interpersonal relationships?
0: Yeah. I think that's such a thing with sex in the city, too. I feel like they're always just complaining on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just complaining. I think, like, very – I mean, I think they give each other – feedback but only when it's like at their breaking point like when carrie's been talking about big too much everyone's like you need to stop and go to therapy and like they only like complain in a way that's like when they've hit when they have just are tired of hearing the other person talk about like oh samantha's been talking about dick too much so yeah like now we're mad at samantha as opposed to just like hey samantha do you mind like talking about sucking dick, like, in a less public place or, like, actually expressing their feelings before it gets to an unhealthy point.
0: Yeah. Carrie also reminds me of this um, expression I heard called an ask hole, and it's when you just, like, <laughs> ask questions and for feedback all the time and then just don't ever take it.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. She's totally that. I've never heard of that, and I feel like I know a lot of ask holes. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, she does. She asks for feedback and then blatantly ignores it, especially mm-hmm. in her dating life. Yeah. But I I do feel like I internalized that growing up too, like dating guys who were absolutely bad for me, and then like ignoring it when my friend said that he was bad for me because I was like, Well, but I love him and I love that's all you need is love.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: As uh, the resident Sex and the City specialist, are there other lessons you feel like we've learned from um, that show, um, or I guess any others that you know really well, but um, that that have impacted the way that we view uh, dating and relationships?
0: I think or Sex and the City story? is just like a giant what not to do in dating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And and frankly, um, what not to do in sex a lot of the time too. Um I think it, it sometimes is sex positive, but, but very rarely.
0: Yeah. I think that show is a great example of watching two people like Big and Carrie, and you're just like, Why are you two together? Like you're horrible together, and then they get like they're happily ever after. And it's just not the real
1: world. <laughs> and neither of them have done the work, like you've been saying. Like, they they go from being terrible separately to terrible together off and on, and then somehow they stop being terrible?
0: Yeah. They remind me of – one of my friends said this one time, and I thought it was really great. They were saying – I want someone to love me because of my flaws, not in spite of them. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of that situation where they're just like putting up with each other.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are. And it's hard to – like do they put up with each other because of – like because they don't have a better option or because the sex is really great or because like he's rich and she has a shopping problem? Like what – you know what I mean? Like what does it take to give up? um like a healthy relationship um yeah
0: i think that's just something that kind of movies and tv shows you know um thinking about growing up with other shows like the oc or one tree Mm -hmm. hill and these people just think they have some kind of magnetic draw on each other and they're supposed to be together and so nothing else matters. Like none of the drama, none of like the messed up things they do to one another that it'll all just work out in the end. And I think that's kind of what we all think is like, oh, we have to put up with the bad for, you know, that 15% of the good that we have.
1: Yeah. I remember um, thinking as well – um, I mean. So when I was in a long-term relationship with a pretty unstable and unhealthy individual leading up to my current relationship, um, like my ex and I were together for four years and he was very unstable, super erratic um, and like blatantly bad for me. And and everyone told me it. Um, And I was drawn to him, but I also think because of movies and TV that I had internalized that all relationships are really hard. Um, and that as a result, once you fall in love with someone, basically that you should stay in that relationship and make it work no matter what, because all relationships are hard. And so if you leave a relationship just because it has some hard moments, like that reflects poorly on your character. And I think some relationships are, um, well, no, I mean, I don't this we talked about this in your show too. Like I think relationships at their core should be easy and that life is hard. Yeah. Um but I do think that media taught me to think like you're you're supposed to overlook the bad um, and just stick it out. Um, especially if there's like insane physical interactions, which is stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it, is that just it kind of taught us to overlook everything and you have to make it work. And, like, that's not true. <laughs> like, oh. yes, there has to be some compromise, but, like, you don't – you don't have to just, like – there's other people out there. Just because, like, you love this one person doesn't mean, like, you have to make it work with them.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like The Notebook is a really good example of this Um, because uh, – which I, have su- I assume you've seen The Notebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always assume especially with women that they've seen the notebook, but I just don't shouldn't shouldn't assume. Um, because like they I mean they do end up having like this beautiful life together. but they have a pretty tumultuous like relationship as young people, which is which can be kind of normal, especially because they meet as teenagers. But also I feel like that movie there are several like catchy one-liners that are like, I'd rather fight with you every day than like be happy with anyone else or something like that. I don't even know the exact quote, but, but something where it's like, Oh, I'd rather have like a toxic interaction with you than be happy with anyone else. And that, I mean, that's a big jump from like that doesn't leave (laughs) any room for
0: like compromise or like options. (laughs) It's like, I want to feel crazy versus I want to feel nothing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, which, like, I would personally rather be alone than be in an abusive relationship at this point in my life. Um, but maybe it takes having, like, trial and error on the relationship front to get to that point.
0: Yeah. And I think it takes, like, realizing stuff about yourself. And I think that is something else that you can kind of see in media is people get so wrapped up in their relationship. They lose themselves.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I think as as a kid, I totally bought into that. I don't know if you did as well, but I think as a as a middle schooler, even like after I'd watched, you know, all of all of the rom coms and all of the TV shows, um, like in my head, it was like, well, my friendships don't really matter because my goal in life is to like meet someone and fall in love. And like that person's supposed to be my best friend and be my everything. So, why do friendships matter?
0: Yeah. Which, what? It's and like, like, yes, like I think it's fine to want a partner that's your best friend, but you still need your other best friends. And I think it's your life doesn't revolve around that person. You're so much more attractive to someone when you have your own life.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I think it's like, um, Yes, a total, like, appeal point for someone else that you're not going to be dependent on them because that's scary for anyone.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But also, like, I love my friendships. I love what I learn from my friends. I love what I do with my friends, whether my partner is present or not. Like, sure, he often is, but it's not my whole world. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad I unlearned that one, but I think it was definitely something that came from media.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point.
1: Um, So I think I was in middle school when Facebook was uh, starting to be a thing. I think I was the only person in my grade for a while who didn't have a Facebook. And then my mom was like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and it was still very new. Um, But I feel like that – the creation of Facebook and – um, kind of the, the trickle-down effect um, that it had on future social medias totally impacted um, the way that we think about relationships um, and the way that we place ourselves within relationships. Um, I don't know if you found that to be true as well.
0: Yeah. I think social media is the new rom-coms. And on one <laughs> of the, the episodes I was talking with – With someone. Um, The relationship was about like a sex in the – the topic was sex in the city and fake bags. And Mm. so we kind of were comparing fake bags to social media and how, okay, it can look really cool in a picture, but it's not the real thing. And just if people are posting this much, are they really happy because are you just trying to get the visual aspect and the likes versus – What's going on in the day-to-day?
1: Yeah. I feel like um, even in the, like, mid-early 2000s, it was, like, political to change relationship status. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put it on it's complicated because I don't know where this boy and I stand, and, like, I want him to know that I'm thinking about it. And it's, like, even, even manipulating um, that, was 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 i think bad news um but then, um, like you were saying, you know we with like the inception of of instagram um which was really originally just to be like a photography app, I'm pretty yeah. sure, like not meant to be what it is now, but it it very much was like, oh, I'm in a bad relationship, but i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna post some cute photos with my boyfriend anyway, so everyone thinks we're happy.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, we went to this event together. We look so cute, even though we were like pissed at each other 90% of the time.
1: (laughs) Literally. Um, There's a a photo of me and my ex at this um, like formal that we had in college um, where I look great. He looks great. Like we're color coordinated. Um, And like he had – he was supposed to meet me at my apartment where all my friends were to go to the formal together, and I hadn't heard from him. And I had to drive to his apartment because he had gotten really fucked up by himself and was asleep. Oh my god! And I had to like shake him awake, and I was like, "Get dressed, we're going."
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So it's just like cute photo on Instagram, but, but like
0: Cute photo, you don't know the backstory
1: like his fucking casual alcoholism one that I wasn't telling anyone about yeah. um and he just like almost missed the event because it wasn't important for him to to do something that I cared about
0: yeah like but instagram looked great so it's fine someone had a series on their podcast and it was they would ask guests to Talk about a picture on their social media where they looked happy, but they were really upset and tell the backstory. And I thought that was a great idea.
1: That's devastating
0: uh, to consider
1: because I feel like it is so many. I mean, I don't think I have that much. I don't post all that often. I think I post, um, like in a, in a busy time once per month, but I, I will regularly not post for two to three months, um on my personal account, but I, I do think like, especially in college, I was unhappy frankly all the time because that's just how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's And really it's funny. also like relationships aside with social media, it's, okay, here's just like a cute picture of yourself, but it's like, how many pictures did you take to get that picture to look like you're having fun while you were missing out on having fun because you were trying to get a picture? <laughs>
1: Literally. Um, yeah, no, I think like the people who have fun at an event because they're taking photos the whole time and like trying to make sure they look a certain way. That's exhausting to me. yeah um, like I still do that sometimes like for Halloween. Um, I was dressed up as Madonna and I frankly looked great and I made my part, my partner was dressed up as David Bowie and, um, I made us take a gazillion photos because I was like, our costumes look awesome. We should document this. But Mm -hmm. especially when you're just like out to drinks with a friend, like, no need. Just have a good
0: time. Yeah. And that's like, okay, if you want a picture, get a picture in the first five minutes and then like put your phone up and be present
1: we should get drinks because I have the same mentality. Yeah. <laughs> We're across the country from each other, but. Let's do it. That's.
0: Yeah, like I no, get I, it. I get it. Like you look so good and you yeah. want a picture like fine. But then it's like, get your picture and then be present.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I will happily take photos of my friends if they feel like they look great. Yeah. Or I will make someone take a photo of me if I feel like I look really good. You know what? Like, why not? And frankly, like, life is short. I want to have memories. And so I, I get the desire to document because like, you know, that's that's helpful to remember moments or relationships, but um there's no actual memory if you don't have a conversation and form a relationship with someone or add on to that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would love to hear if you have a um relationship Instagram post where you look happy and or not. It's okay if you don't have one, but I am curious.
0: I actually don't post my partner on social media. Wow. Good for you. But, well, I wonder if I do it for the right or wrong reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's – I'll let you think about that one privately so you're not (laughs) processing that where he can hear it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's – so have you just never posted any of your partners ever?
0: I think me and my college boyfriend, we lived together and we were pretty serious and I had like pictures of us up and then I feel like nothing was that serious for a while so I didn't post any pictures. Mm. And now me and one of my friends have had the conversation like talking about like if you post pictures and then you break up and then you have to tell people you break up.
1: (laughs) That's true.
0: But I'm like – is that a self-fulfilling prophecy? <laughs> um, how long have y'all been together? Over two years.
1: Yes, you're probably fine. It is it is totally strategic and like political posting.
0: Yeah. Um and it's also I mean, this I, is my social media, like. It's true. I'm a star. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's about me and he can't it's about be on me, it. Not you. <laughs> I think my thing recently has been like personality and pictures and like obviously like if you're posting a picture like you want it to be cute of yourself but I'm like are people getting the vibe of my personality and like who I am through this picture
1: yeah no I totally feel that um I am definitely one of those people who will post carousels where like the first photo is like cute but the second or third is like silly or just like blatantly ugly because I think it's funny but it Mm -hmm. is also like am I trying too hard to be like I'm cute and funny like (laughs) look at me I'm ever I'm the whole package like yeah it's it is very
0: strategic um social media is like everyone thinks something when they're posting
1: yeah and I'm always trying to look at my own social media from the perspective of someone else like looking at my profile and being like you know what good for her she's doing well
0: yeah but it's also like is that
1: healthy oh absolutely <laughs> i do but i'm
0: like it's probably not like so i don't think social media is generally healthy
1: yeah my my therapist like she's a queen she was like not only should you unfollow any exes but you should remove them as followers and i was like what do you mean then who is gonna internet stalk me yeah <laughs> Someone has to. Am I um, to
0: make feel bad about themselves.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crude. it's not good. Um, and definitely, definitely comes from just like, I don't know. I, I think about the rom-com trope of like, watching the manic pixie dream girl from across the coffee shop. And it's, it's very much like the third perspective viewpoint of how someone is looking at me. And that, comes to fruition in social media
0: Mm -hmm. I know I had mentioned it to you before but I think TikTok is the most honest form of social media and it does still seem like sort of pure like something about it like people gain these massive followings like showing up every day like no makeup and sweatpants and I feel like people are actually honest about the experiences that they're having and, like, making fun of, like, shitty day-to-day life and, like, bad dates that they went on. Um, so I, I've actually really gotten to enjoy it recently. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like it's the first time where you can kind of be like, oh, that happens to me too when I'm doing the laundry. And it's just <laughs> seems so much more realistic.
1: Yeah, so tell me more about that because I think I told you I don't have TikTok because I'm scared of the hole that I will inevitably fall into. Um, So is there like a hashtag or just like a trend of people posting about um, like honest dating experiences? What does this look like?
0: So I think it's kind of curated by the videos that you're liking that show up more for you. So basically I get a lot of stuff about people sharing – these dating experiences, um, making fun of like, why is every guy on a dating app have these pictures? And like, yeah, I went on a date, this guy looked at me and was like, no, and left. And then it's also like people talking about, I'm going to kill my husband, like um, – yeah. Obviously not literally. But <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot of stuff like there I get a lot of millennial stuff too and it kind of goes back to those tropes we were talking about in in media yeah. and how like middle school love and stuff like that and making making fun of like those stereotypes. But it's just such a happy place.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I love that because I think like um the quote unquote like honest takes on instagram often lead towards like toxic positivity um Maybe. i think toxic positivity comes up a lot in other places of the internet but it sounds like on tiktok i mean i'm sure that exists on tiktok as well but it sounds like too it's a lot of people just being like this nightmarish thing happened to me and this is this is how it went down or like here's the reality of um my dating life or my relationship um which is much easier – like, that is that is setting probably a better example to people about how to think about their own dating relationship experiences. Yeah.
0: Um, you kind of mentioned comedy earlier, but, you know, um, Kevin Hart's tour, it was called, like, Laugh at My Pain. Yeah. That's kind of what TikTok reminds me of is, like, <laughs> let's just laugh about it. Like, this sucks, but, like – yeah. It's a, It reminds me more of a comedy platform than anything else.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you think that people ever exaggerate their experiences for the sake of comedy or is it more just in the delivery?
0: I think they're really good at delivering. Like I think a lot of people, yeah, they come across as performers and like how you would tell a, a story a little more dramatically. But at its core, you're like – that's funny. And I think that's kind of what draws me to like certain comedians over others is like when they're laughing about like their family and making fun of stuff their kids did. And it just makes it seem so much more relatable.
1: Yeah. Um, Are there any like learnings that you've gotten from TikTok videos about like, I don't know, where someone talked about an experience and it like absolutely changed your perspective on your own relationship or like how to communicate with your partner or anything like
0: that yeah i think have you heard of Tinks? no i don't think so so she like she blew up on tiktok and she's been dubbed like the big sister of the internet okay. she has all these dating theories and i think they're really interesting um and like one of them was Men date like um like a stock and women date like a full portfolio. Like you can have like a really crappy stock, but women are like, no, I can fix him, and in five years he'll be great. Whereas <laughs> men are like, look at the stock now, what is it like? And like just judge it at face value. That's um, so funny. and I thought that was like a really good perspective of it.
1: <laughs> I that's really funny. Um yeah, I I definitely think like um there is a gendered nature. Um, not always, but like if we're talking about cis women and cis men, like, okay, I'm planning ahead. Like, I'm who am I gonna be in five years? Like, I need someone who matches that. Like, is he gonna wanna have kids? Like, will we be living together rather than like what does all this look like? And dudes are often like, well, do I wanna take her home tonight? Do I want to invite her over next weekend? And it's it is a lot of like thinking in the moment, which I personally cannot relate to. Um, I mean, I I'm I try to be present, but like I'm I'm making plans. Yeah, that's really fun.
0: Women like and like she talks about like women go into it thinking like, okay, like he sounds awesome. Like I'm gonna make this person my partner. Versus like actually being present and being like, is he good enough to be my partner?
1: Yeah. It is a lot of like, well, it just seems like based on this profile, like he and I have a lot in common. Um, But then it is the question of like, is that enough? But it is so easy to just place someone in your ideal relationship role in your head and assume that it's going to go over well.
0: Yeah. Paper is very different than in person.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, and it's like I feel like weirdly, you know, like when you're applying for a new job and you um read all of the qualifications required and you're like, that's the perfect job for me. Like I fit all of these qualifications. It's exactly what I want the next step of my career. But then like, if you go to the company and then like, you don't know, you don't like where it's geographically located or you don't like the company culture or you don't like X, Y, and Z. I feel like dating is the same way where you're like, Oh my God, like he made a funny joke in his bio. And like, I make funny jokes. Yeah. So we're going to be two funny people. And then it's like, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. How does all of this actually play out, you know?
0: And I think for the job description metaphor, something people do is also like they read it and they're like, oh my God, I'm not good enough for this job. I don't know how to do all this. And maybe they see a profile and they're like, he sounds like so smart and funny. Like what if I'm not good enough? What if he doesn't like me? And it's like, just go. Just go on the date and find out yourself yeah apply for the job, go on the date, like see what happens totally.
1: yeah. no, I think um, like if I had met I met my partner organically, um which is very lucky. but if I had seen his like app profile, I'd been like, well, he's definitely too cool for me, yeah, um, so it's like what you see um on the profile that that might be honest um uh, can still be very disheartening,
0: yeah. I think that's an interesting thing. It kind of sounds like women are more likely to do homework <laughs> for a date, and I cannot see a man doing that at all. Like if a guy says something on his profile, I can see her trying to like learn as much as she can about it before the date. Whereas a man's going to be like, "I've never heard of that, and I don't care." <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I I think that that is a totally valid uh, like generalization because I definitely would be like googling. And looking at Instagram and then being like, okay, so he's really into this. Like, what is that? Um, yeah. I think I've probably pretended, like, in high school to be interested in something more than I was or, like, pretended to have heard of it because of a crash or something. That sounds like Yeah. Um, i definitely
0: acted like I care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to avoid – I haven't, like, been on a first date in a while, but I try to avoid, like – stalking people before because I know I'm going to come with like these preconceived notions and it doesn't yeah. seem fair. Like I want to start with a clean slate. I know people probably don't do that for me, but I try to treat others as I would like to be treated. No, I
1: think that's super fair. Um And I also haven't been on a like an app date in a really long time. I think for me it was like split 50-50 and I think it totally depended on how interested I was based on like text and um like app conversations because I think like if I was really interested, I was like, okay, but who is this person really? And then I was like digging into their Instagram or like looking on LinkedIn or something. Not in a like a super creepy way, but just trying to get like an understanding of yeah. if my interest was valid. And if I wasn't that interested, as in maybe we just hadn't talked that much, or maybe I was like, oh yeah, he seems nice. Like I'm not gonna worry about it. I was like not looking it up. Um or maybe I had tried casually, but, like, they didn't have a super obvious – Like, if I typed in their name, they didn't come up on Instagram. I was like, okay, well, I just won't even worry about it. Um, yeah. And it, I think it definitely, like, all goes much better when you're not factoring social media into the interaction, like you were saying.
0: hmm Like, I saw this picture. I wonder if they live up to that expectation or, like – Like, who's that
1: person in that photo?
0: Yeah. Like, I don't like your caption, so.
1: You're reading captions, so that's a.
0: I love a good caption.
1: Maybe your love language is captions.
0: (laughs) I think so. I care more about the caption than the picture.
1: There you go. That's interesting. I like that, though, because I guess that does, that can be more reflective of, like, what they were thinking and if they were, um, like, trying hard, basically.
0: Yeah. I hate when people just post, like, an emoji for a caption. I'm like, say something. (laughs) That doesn't tell us anything. Yeah.
1: Um. Does your partner have like a rock and Instagram? Did you guys meet um organically or on apps? Not to grill you, met your on apps.
0: I don't know if I looked at his Instagram before. Um. I would say it's like good for a guy's Instagram, but it's also like I think his is better because of the industry that he works in. So it's like. It's not a portfolio, but kind of.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I totally know people who work creatively and thus have like a more interesting Instagram.
0: Yeah. It's like part of your brand, I guess. So
1: yeah, totally. So tough to judge based on that, if if um just part of the part of the job, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um You know, I'm interested to see how um, social media will continue to evolve um, in talking about all of this. Because it seems like TikTok is the current evolution, um, so to speak, on um, in in terms of portraying relationships. I mean, I'm sure there is some still, like, still some of this. Facade building, TikTok posting, like the couples who post about their relationship in a perfect light, and I, so I think that'll always continue a little bit. But it it seems yeah. like there's there's an honesty shift. Um, so we'll have to kind of see where social media is in six months or a year, because I feel like it changes constantly. It does
0: yeah, and I think people. I mean, I would say just with Instagram, I think people got really fed up of the editorial filtered version of it and you kind of are seeing more people do like random photo dumps and like getting back to more authentic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um people have just been more open posting about um like mental health as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Um both in talking about the impacts of social media and in terms of just like normalizing it so that other people can talk about it more comfortably. Yeah. I feel like, that's what Carrie was trying to do through her column, and maybe she didn't do it as well as she could have.
0: Yeah, I do think, like, they took on a lot of topics. Yeah. That other people were afraid to. So I think it was well-intentioned and progressive for its time. Could it be better? Sure. But <laughs> she tried. She She does try. She does have good intentions, almost always.
1: Um, and I think she's much
0: more thoughtful in her writing than she is as a character on the show.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point. Maybe an oversight by the writers as well. <laughs> you like, discomfort. oh, I would
0: take advice from this woman and then you meet her and you're like, wow, you're a hot mess. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely not. Thank you. No way. Uh, I'm good. Uh, but uh, yeah. So where where can people listen to – and I wondered –
0: we are on pretty much all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and you can follow um, – just search for the And I Wondered on social media for Instagram and follow there.
1: Cool. Thanks for joining me to talk about all, all things social media and um, film and TV. I feel like we um, – should probably just have a refresher episode in six months to a year to see uh, where social media takes us next.
0: Yes. Always down <laughs> to talk about it because I think it's so relevant and evolving.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, until next time. Thank you. Thanks.